3: Hey! Thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays six to nine a.m. Eastern or three a.m. to six a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app
1: by searching FS.
4: Now let's get this
1: party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
3: My chocolate star. Your star. I had a few, but not that many. Not that many. You're the only love that gives me good mm. and plenty. Juicy.
1: Juice. Juice. Fruit fruit. Yes. Yeah.
3: Juicy. 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 Come on. Uh, juice uh, juice. Uh, Juicy fruit. Uh,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. That's what I'm talking uh, about.
1: Juicy. juicy.
2: Yeah. Juicy. What? Throw your hooks up. Damn right. Y'all throw your hooks uh, up. Two pros at a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. (laughs) You can be a part of this show on the iHeartRadio app. You can also be a part of us on hundreds of affiliates all across the country. No matter where you are, we appreciate you making us a part of your Monday morning. And we do it all live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. And over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. So we had one. Uh, listen, it is Black Monday. Oh, wow. Oh, you know it's it just going to come out fired. I'm huh? bang, um, bang. But uh, we had one team wow. who.
3: Why do you say it with so much
5: passion? <laughs> I don't know. Why do you say it like that? Dang. I just, you know, I want to. It's like how he says Fox. Jeez. You know? it's same, it's same. What,
3: what Monday mm-hmm. is it? Black.
2: Ah. <laughs> oh. Racist. No. What's the problem? He goes,
5: ah. Oh, no.
2: One more time. What do you like? What? What today is? Like, yeah, yeah, Black Monday.
3: <laughs> I, listen, I don't is this understand. It's like Irish Spring. <laughs> why? Does, why does that extra uh, get in there I, like I that? I don't understand. It what gets the, in the uh, way of you just saying the word the way it's supposed
2: to be said. Just, Look, you know. it's what people call it. It'll probably be there'll be a hashtag attached to it. Uh, everyone is discussing Black Monday <laughs> uh, here. <laughs> Uh, wow. as we await the uh, the bad news that is given to several
3: coaches around the NFL. How many of y'all think over-unders? How many of y'all think
5: well, we, we, I mean, in addition
3: to what's there? Is, there? is there a betting line out there for how many coaches get for, fired? There's okay. a betting line on everything. All right, let's like, let's let's put it at three, over-under.
2: got to make it a half, so that way we can... A half? Three and a half.
5: Oh, three and a yeah, half. Yeah, because okay. that way you don't have a push.
3: Okay, three and a half.
5: All... Uh, over. We're already counting. Is this in addition to Atlanta or?
2: No, that would be the first one. Arthur Smith is gone.
3: Yeah, you, okay. we could go with, yeah, first one. So it's okay. two more. You need so two more. Two
5: more. Um, I will say, I think it's going to be the over. Because there's. There, I feel like there's, the Tennessee situation is interesting. That, that one's weird. Because Vrabel's a great coach, but they do have a new general manager. And based on what, what – I think they've lost 17 of the last 23 games, something like that. There's something there. Like, where you, you get a little worried or concerned about, like, hey, would he want to take another opportunity? Would he would he want to go back to New England if Bill Belichick and Kraft decide to part ways or he gets traded even though it seems unlikely? And then the New Orleans one, too, is one that I'm like, I don't know, man. Hmm. That's one that I think is kind of interesting. I'm I'm going with
3: Ron Rivera.
5: Oh, and Ron Rivera, sorry,
3: and, and Bill Belichick. And you think that's it? Or no, well, that's I don't know under. that that's it. But I'm just saying we're going to beat. we're going. To, so are uh, you
5: saying the under? Saying, there's always a surprise one. There's always
3: a surprise one. But you got to keep in mind they already fired Carolinas, they already fired uh, Las Vegas, they they already. I mean, there was a lot of in season firings. I, yeah, what, what about Seattle? I mean, I know they did. He's not fairly getting wild well. I,
5: I think he'd step down, kind of similar to like Belichick. To Belichick, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, but if they step down, can't you still say that it's a forced step down? I mean, technically not really because it depends on like what the terms are, right? Like if, if you and I had a contract together yep. and you're like, I'm firing your butt, right? Like I, I get severance, there's things involved. Right. You know, if, if I just sit there and we come to an agreement and say, hey, we're not going to work together any longer. Like that's both sides coming to it where you don't got to pay that dude anything. Right. Because he's agreeing to it as well. Sure. It's different when you fire someone. There's offsets. You still got to
2: pay. Do you guys prefer the term relieved of their duties or fired? I'd rather be fired.
3: Relieved of your duties just sounds so dismissive. Yeah. Like, be
5: gone. I would argue this. Going their separate ways is the kindest way of putting it. Because... I mean think about any relationship
3: mutually agreed to. Oh.
5: Yeah. Yeah. You know it's one
3: side. That means she wanted someone else. Which means that that means the owner wanted someone
5: else. Yeah. Like <laughs> if, if Robert bath. Kraft was going to <laughs> he wanted someone. If, if Robert Kraft else. was going to give Bill Belichick a lifetime contract, he would just come out and say like we're not getting rid of Bill. It's been a down year. We're going to rebuild this roster. we're, we're looking forward to 2024. Like he would come out and say that. He's never once said that this season.
2: Yeah, it's uh, the, the Patriots one is obviously one to monitor. Uh, I'm going to go with the over.
3: Yeah, it's the over. It's going to be the over.
2: Um, now, we mentioned Arthur Smith, and listen, his final moments as a Falcons head coach... He was not happy. Wasn't happy because. And nor should he have been. The uh, New Orleans Saints decided in a blowout to hand the ball to Jamal Williams and get him a rushing touchdown. Arthur Smith called out Dennis Allen for it afterwards. Dennis Allen said post game that, listen, that was not the play that went in. And then there were some reports circling after the game that it was Jameis Winston in the offense that may have gone rogue and decided to call that play and rush the ball in for a touchdown. And so Jameis Winston uh, popped up post game yesterday to explain himself and had a fun little back and forth with the media.
4: Well, I apologize to DA yeah. because the play was was victory. Yeah. Uh, but I also explained to DA that it was a team decision. Yeah. And uh and I think when you have the a team morale and I asked the guys, I say, "Guys, like what do you, what do you want to do?" Yeah. We know how much Jamal means to this team and and I understood from DA's perspective. So I I, I give him that. Yeah. Yeah, but DA D didn't condone that at all. Yeah. You know, he he didn't. However, uh we decided as a team to do it and man, we got an interception to the one yard line. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it, yeah. So if 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 we would've scored, would it still would have been disrespectful? So not but, regrets, huh? just, you know, no no regrets we don't regret do, do we regret for scoring 41 points on that? do you think we, we regret that well you do have to play these guys twice a year that's all I'm saying we, we already played them twice I know what I'm talking about you know somebody has got to play these guys twice a year that's all how do you feel about it tell me how you feel about it not good why don't you feel good about it because you, you got to play these guys twice a year but What about it makes you not feel good about it? The head coach tells you to kneel it up. You're asking my opinion. Yes. I think you should have kneeled it up. Okay. I'm I'm just telling you as respectfully as I can. You answered my
0: question
4: as respectfully as you could, and I'm telling you as respectfully as I can that I respectfully disagree with you. That's all. You disagree with me or the entire team? Whoever made that decision. Okay. So you disagree with the entire team. So thank you. No, I'm I'm just being I'm being honest and respectful. And that's what I'm attempting to do too. Yes. And that's what I am doing. So, yes. <laughs> so there is Jameis
2: Winston explaining his role in uh the rogue touchdown run and handoff to Jamal Williams. So you're saying yeah. that y'all
3: disagreeing you disagreeing with all of us. I the, the fact that he
2: is completely <laughs> oblivious to the idea that your coach told you to do something. And you elected not to do it.
3: <laughs> I just huh. I, don't, I don't understand. Like you lost so. me right when you said. Uh, so
5: I asked the team what you guys want to do here. Uh, okay. Take a knee. <laughs> <laughs> right, take dude. a knee. So a, a couple things there. Obviously, they, they wanted to get Jamal Williams a touchdown. Uh, for those who kind of forget, uh, didn't he lead the league in rushing touchdowns last year? Yeah. And then he didn't have a single touchdown th- this entire season. So they, they wanted to get him a rushing touchdown. I, I get that. I honestly feel like had they just ran a normal play, it wouldn't have been quite as bad as then lining up in the victory formation and then getting him the football. I mean, look, when you're beating the crap out of a team, they really don't have any, you know, leg to stand on in regards to, you know, how they lose. You know, you get your butt kicked, you get your butt kicked. And that's how I feel. There is an element of like, you know, being disordinate in this situation, there is an element of of sportsmanship when you line up in victory formation. Most guys aren't trying to play that play, and so obviously there's there was an element of trickery to it. Um, but I, I just man, I, I think it's a bad sign for Dennis Allen. Oh yes, I mean think about that. If if you send in that play, and and obviously you saw Arthur Smith after the game for everyone who watched, he was fired up.
3: Yes, he was. He
5: lit into Dennis Allen again. That's kind of unfortunately the reality you're left with when you lose that bad. Like, like you really all you can do is complain. It doesn't really doesn't really matter, but it sheds a light on maybe where this locker room is with Dennis Allen. You know, where they feel like they could do something like that to end their season, and there's no repercussions. You know, it's, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So,
2: like when you see a kid who behaves poorly, what do you think of? where the bad parents parenting. yeah like yeah, like they literally just they they told you what to do and James Winston just got in the huddle and said "I don't know. what do you guys think
3: <laughs> just ran a play you and know game. them dudes was sitting there like kneel it like victory formation and you know Jameis was like nah we're gonna eat this w today y'all we we gonna get him oh, in we're gonna get him in here's what we're running he might not even told the rest of them. It was victory formation. He might have just been between him and the running back. I don't buy that the whole team agreed to that because it's just not an honorable <laughs> yeah. deal.
5: He looked over at the sideline, and LeVar, and everyone on the defense was like, yep, do it, do it, man. This yeah. is now. Yeah. yeah,
3: No, I don't think so.
5: I don't think so. He's, so you disagree with the whole team then? Yeah, like, I, I, yes, disagree. Yes, I, am.
3: I disagree with him saying the whole team agreed to do it. Like, you're going to get him his touchdown on a play where you know dudes is just standing up, starting to dap up the other team and give them hugs, like, good luck, da da da. Isn't that like, okay, you're going to jack up the honor system here? Like, come on, man. And then you'll be mad if one of them dudes fire up off the uh, defensive line, pop somebody, knock them down, and then try to hit the quarterback. Now you want to fight. Like, come on, man. You ruined victory formation for pretty much every team moving forward. Yeah, there. <laughs> There's no honor system there. There's That's like no honor amongst thieves. Like, why would you do that? Just to get him a touchdown? Like, that's the way. I, I'd be like, you keep that damn cu- touchdown. I don't want a touchdown that way. That's my one touchdown. Did he reach an incentive? Like what? What was the real passion behind getting him in the end zone on the final play where you're on the one yard line? You have the game won. Like if he hit an escalator, I get it. Like he hit like all right, this is Chris Jones. Open it wide open. You know this is Mike Mike Strahan. He's he's going to get Brett Favre. I get it. But if you ain't break, breaking no records, if you're not hitting an escalator incentive, what do you do that for? There's no there's no reason to do it. And that just kind of further solidifies how some people view Jameis Winston. And, and maybe he likes that. Maybe he likes having that reputation. <laughs> I mean, that's a hell of a
2: reputation. I mean, you know. What is, it, what is it, Jonas? What is it? Tell us what that reputation hey, is. Listen, I'm not even. Uh, What's that go reputation, down that path? Jonas? What
3: was well. what was I alluding to that you're going to finish? Just go ahead, jump <laughs> Just, jump right on in there. You know, it's a very, he's got.
2: Uh, there's some strange stuff in his past. <laughs> is uh, one way to put it uh, from Jameis Winston. So I mean, anybody
3: that, that can eat a W the way that Jameis Winston God. literally eats a W, it, it says something about something.
2: Um, now, one of the uh, angles on the Arthur Smith firing and one of the reasonings behind it, uh, as reported on, is that they were not happy with his usage of guys like Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson, um, you know, Drake London. Like they've they've added a lot of pieces, young talent on offense, really really talented guys, and they've been not happy with uh, Arthur Smith's uh, handling of that. Um, and then there's the quarterback issue. It, it felt like they could never really find the answer at quarterback. They were in on the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. He decided to go to Cleveland because they probably gave him like a hundred million dollars more guaranteed, and then that was gone it it does it i mean the defense played better this year under the radar, but you know outside of yesterday, the defense did play better this year. There's a lot of worse situations in the nFL than that Atlanta Falcons job like there's a lot of talent there, like what direction would you go if you were the Atlanta Falcons? you go offense again and see if you can get somebody to build and, and I, I don't, I don't care that.
5: where you go, you see the quarterback <laughs> i mean that was quite evident i mean honestly like, i i don't I don't care what direction you go. And the hard thing is the viable candidates are guys like Dan Quinn you already had. Ben Johnson, do you want to you know, go the offensive route with the first-time head coach again? So a lot of the top candidates, in my opinion, are all defensive coaches. So I, I think you're going to see a lot of those guys circle through. Like I think Raheem Moore should get a look for the job he's done with L.A. Rams. He, he's he's kind of flown on the radar, but he's done a phenomenal job. You can kind of go on through a list of other guys that were, if you're really looking at it, Mike McDonald in, in Baltimore, you know he's going to be a guy you're going to give some consideration to. But that would be, that would be the direction I'd go. You know, I, I think it's going to be a defensive-led team for the short term until you get a quarterback. But you go find whoever the best candidate is and then go load up and find a quarterback to go help you win some football games because this team's not far off there.
2: You mentioned uh, Ben Johnson. Albert Breer had a report uh, via Sports Illustrated over the weekend that said that David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, last seen throwing uh, a drink at a Jaguars fan, that he would be willing to give Ben Johnson a blank check to try and bring him in, that he thinks uh, he's that high on Ben Johnson as a head coach. So. Who knows what that means and whether or not you know, there's some competing offer from the Falcons for Ben Johnson. But- and he's
5: got roots there. You know, he, he played his football, I believe, at Duke, if I'm not mistaken. So it, it could make some sense from that standpoint You know, for him wanting to go back, uh, for him personally. But I don't know, man. I mean, it's hard to buy into much of what David Tepper says, knowing you can get the rug pulled from out underneath you in a year's time. Like if you want to offer me the world or give me a blank check, that's great. How about this? No offsets. You owe me what you owe me. You fire me, okay? You owe me whatever we agreed to on the way in, because I know nine months from now you could change your damn opinion on everything and throw a drink at someone's face, and that's the end of it, right? Like that. That's the hard thing with David Tepper is I just don't think he's an owner you can trust. He's going to stand by what he's going to sign. You know, you know, a, a coach's contract to. He didn't do it with Matt Roll. He didn't do it with Frank Wright. I don't think he's going to do it with the next head coach, whoever that is.
2: I didn't expect Carolina to be a playoff team this year. They're so much worse than I thought they'd be, though. Mm. Good God, they are terrible. And, I like, Bryce Young's just – he's talking to Adam Thielen, and Adam Thielen's just kind of working him through on the sideline and talking to him, you know, probably giving him advice. And I, I don't – that's a that's a rough – especially when you see C.J. Stroud, who has taken one pick behind him, and you see his surroundings and his supporting cast, the way he's played. Now he's in a playoff game, and they're hosting a playoff game next weekend. Just to see where Bryce Young is at, I I hope it's salvageable, but Bryce Young's got to be looking around going, man, this isn't like Tuscaloosa.
3: Like, this is nothing like what I came from. Well, that happens quite a bit to players. <laughs> you got to deal with the harsh reality that you're not in Kansas anymore. And winning um, could be something that, well, could be a a distant memory and that you never revisit being a winner ever again. (laughs) Sometimes that's a very, very harsh reality connected to having so much success um, during the course of your career. That's rough. It, 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 It ain't easy. I mean. Especially when you're made the scapegoat of it for better or for worse, you're going to be the reason why this yeah. team still stinks and you got yeah. to live with that smear on your what would have been an impeccable resume for your career and you got to deal with with that being the end part, the end result. A lot of people are saying about Bryce Young. Yeah. 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 I can is, feel uh, his pain, you know. Yeah. yeah oh, a, you're talking about yourself? No, no, oh, I'm saying God, I yeah. can feel it, but yes, but no. I mean, no. Wait. What? Yes, but no. <laughs> you get it, like, damn. Yeah, I don't want to say it's me that I'm talking about. I'm just saying I can is feel that it.
5: A, is that a fine though?
3: That was a fine. That was that was a fine. Dang. Yeah, that was you. You picked up on it. Okay, I didn't directly say it though. I
5: just you haven't done that in a while, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I was just relating to it. You've been better. Yeah, I you've mean, been I was like, just, you've been, yeah, you've been better. I mean, me, I had me I had
3: a, a, a bout with with PSD <laughs> yesterday watching the the Cowboys play against Washington.
5: Man, I thought Washington would be able to keep it within 13 and a half. Come on now.
3: I, I had I, I had some some real traumatic moments yesterday watching that. Like, it just, <sighs> it just took me back, you know.
5: No, not special team. No, man. no,
3: everybody's running. Are you okay, Dad? No, no, pineapples. Pine- safe work, safe work. <laughs> Mama, no! no. Yeah, just felt it. Like, no! Dallas just comes into your house. You know, take off all their clothes, start cooking up your Man. food, walking like around. some
5: Viking warriors, huh?
3: Walking around butt naked with, with tape it. around their ankle, tape coming off one ankle, tape all the way on the other ankle. That's it. You're talking about you want some eggs. There's some Kool-Aid in the refrigerator. Ain't oh, enough yeah. Kool-Aid for a Helping cup. Themselves. They just, I mean, everything in your house. Yep. And you ain't done nothing about it. Nothing. And just as they came, they left. Yeah pause
2: listen it was a uh, just a <laughs> a bad ooh, ooh. Bad, bad
3: scene. Oh, I went down the wrong road. The, I mean, uh, that was the wrong road. A good turn. That, was the, a, uh, that was a horrible turn. The home fans <laughs> at RFK yesterday. Bad scene. RFK. Oh. Um,
2: it is, uh, I'm just going to uh, listen. Joe Robbie Stadium, Rich Stadium, RFK, bringing back all the classics here uh, as we discuss uh, all the developments from Week 18 in the NFL and the playoff picture. Black Monday as well, too. Oh, oh, all, all that for you here oh. from the my God, Oh, my studios. gosh. Awesome. But oh you know what we've got to do we've got to block. we've got to wrap up one of the hottest things going in sports talk radio it is the conclusion of our bowl bonanza and boy boy, oh boy do we have some results to get into it's yours next year on fsr
1: be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern
2: you to be a part of it. We're gonna be talking sports, of course, but we're also gonna talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough, Kavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromised and also Uncensored, by the way. So maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's gonna be the best after show podcast of all time. There you go, Overpromising. Perfect. And remember, you could see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Kavino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app.
6: Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
2: trust of forty percent repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as a thousand dollars at GameBridge.io. Two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. So coming up in about fifteen minutes from now, we are going to have an FSR IR and man oh man it's a good one. Uh, I do have a uh, confirmation it will be a good one. That'll be yours here 15 minutes from now. Right now, though, it is time to put a bow on something we've been doing over the past couple of weeks. It's something called this.
1: Okay, now. I know y'all ready to do it now. Now it's time for two pros and a cup of Joe's bowl Bonanza. Bowl Bonanza. Touchdown. Boom. And fireworks go up.
2: All right, lead lap. We've got one game left, the national championship, the Natty as they call them. Coming up later on tonight between Washington and Michigan. But where do we stand thus far before we make our final pick?
7: Well, guys, it's been a little over a week since we've done a full recap of or a recap or an update of what we were at with the bowl games, and it was a close one all throughout the bowl season. Brady pretty much maintained a two-point lead um, up until the last time we did an update. And then we had a number of bowl games, including the New Year's Six. I'm just going to rattle off a few here. We had, like, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, where everybody had Notre Dame. Good job. We'll move along to the Saturday, where... um, we had the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl between Ole Miss and uh, Penn State. Where oh no! Jonas was the only one who took Ole Miss. Well, that yeah, was
5: a, yeah. I rode with Levar and we went wow, down. I'm there. sorry,
3: I'm sorry, I easy rode with you down there. that hill. Jeez, easy money there. Yeah, easy money. Yeah. Wow. Hell yeah. Okay, that's insulting. Uh, Jonas, okay. in the uh, Music City
7: Bowl between Auburn and Maryland, Jonas and Levar, you guys were the only ones who took Maryland. Yeah, you guys that, means that, that
3: would mean that Q was the only one that took Auburn. That is correct. All that right. is correct. Yes. The majority of us took took Maryland. All right. Yeah.
7: Okay. Georgia had that big twenty point uh uh spread and they destroyed it with the sixty three three win versus uh Florida State. Uh Brady and Jonas, you guys had that var, you took Florida State in that Ooh, one. Nice. Look at me. Yeah. We uh we moved all along to the uh, New Year's Six game where uh Nobody came out in a winner in LSU versus Wisconsin. Nobody got that. In the Tennessee versus Iowa Cheez-It Citrus Bowl.
5: Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. LaVar, you're the only one who went with Iowa. <laughs>
7: wow. Bad move there. Because, of course, Tennessee <laughs> went 35 and up.
3: 35 and up. Then. What a great setup. All
7: right.
2: <laughs> Bad move there.
3: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, man.
7: Wow.
0: Oregon beat Liberty in the Fiesta
7: Bowl.
3: Uh, everybody had
7: Oregon in that one. Yeah. And then we move on to the Rose Bowl. Jonas and Lavar, whoa, you guys whoa. correctly predicted Michigan. What about Ohio State-Mizzou? Uh, Ohio State-Mizzou, yeah. You, uh, Brady, you were the only one who had Mizzou. Good job there. I didn't Brady. have Missouri See? in that one?
5: No, you didn't. And oh, here's the thing. This is care. where Lee's accounting's already called into question.
7: Yeah, I, mean? Agree. I agree because I because I jumped it. I, I jumped a number of games here. Oh, okay. Right. I didn't I didn't hit every game because we we had a lot. We had a lot to get to and in in all that stuff. So I was just highlighting some of the better ones. But good job there, Brady. That was one that you were alone on. Thanks,
3: Lee. So exactly who ended up on top? Last, yeah. Let's just
7: get to the point. last one here. Sugar Bowl. Jonas was the only one who took Washington. That's
3: what I do. So who exactly ended up on top?
7: So in the end, Jonas holds a two point. Lead over Brady, it's so
5: suspect, dude, and another. <laughs> he he literally just named off two separate ones. I had a two point lead. Two separate ones where Jonas didn't get them right, and yet somehow Jonas is in a two point lead.
7: Jonas also had Toledo
2: over Wyoming. Hell yeah! Uh,
7: there's some other ones. In didn't there.
2: I go like eight and one during a two day span? During a
7: two day span, oh. you did go four and zero oh on a on a Saturday oh. and uh, four and one on bang, Sunday.
2: Bang.
3: Um, Monday.
5: That makes up me. for all your crappy picks the rest of the year. No, yeah, we don't like That's about the just bad stuff. Lee
3: like, you know, know, stroking him up, you know, <laughs> making him feel good about damn. what he's got going on. But lucky
7: you know? for the pros, the, the natty is worth five points. So <laughs>
2: how far second. behind am I? Hey, hold on a second, Lee. You can't do that.
3: Yeah, well it is what it is, Jonas. How far Jesus. behind am I? You're five five behind. Yeah, I quit. That's why it's five points. I quit. <laughs> I don't want to do it. You guys go ahead and pick.
5: Uh, I don't know. There's some fuzzy math there with Leah. I will um, I'll get into the breakdown though. Yes. Well, let Look, me uh, yeah, just set the, the line here: breakdown. Washington oh, versus here Michigan
7: go. on DraftKings. Michigan's favored
5: four and a half. There we go. Couldn't okay. done it without that. There you go. Um, <laughs> con- contrast of styles, really. Number one offense, number one defense. The classic battle of who's who's going to win, who's going to take the other. Take the other. Uh, um, I, I don't know that, like. Michigan plays close games. And outside of, like, beating down some bad opponents, uh, I don't think this game gets out of hand. I think this is a tight game. Um, I don't know that Washington will stop Michigan running the football and J.J. McCarthy, when he needs to make plays, make plays. But Michael Penix has been absolutely incredible, really for the past two years since he joined UW. They've got NFL receivers who can make big plays, change momentum in games. I think their defense is good enough to get some stops. I just I worry that this Michigan defense was built to stop Ohio State's passing offense with NFL wide receivers, with prolific quarterbacks, and they've been successful the past few years doing it. And that's where I keep leaning towards. Michigan wins this game. I don't know if they cover the number though. So I'm gonna take UW in the four and a half points. But I think Michigan wins in a close one.
2: Yeah. I'm going to take Washington getting the points. And I think they're keeping it close. Michigan ultimately wins this game. But I'll take the Huskies there, Lee. I like this move. Uh, Give me Washington
3: there getting the four and a half points there in the national championship
5: game. That means Jonas wins it.
3: Michigan is going to cover.
5: I mean, I could take that approach
2: if I was a coward but I'm not. Well, I
5: mean, if, what? if you are truly ahead two, then you should, you should get the uh, benefit of the doubt. You should win. But Lee does these fuzzy math and adds a five-pointer. In. That's yeah. I quit. <laughs> well, I'm
3: going to make the pick, but I, I quit. You well, know I don't, what? I don't Vark and tie no. for the
5: lead right here with the Michigan yeah. pick. are yeah. Well, you make it six points, so you can actually <laughs> Right, <win. laughs> no kidding. Well,
3: we're that's, making, not, that's you know, not true because... You're making six and a half, you know? If... if, if, if Brady wins, I win. If I win, then Brady wins, then that means that Brady would be ahead of me.
2: Lee, let's just make so it... I don't win. Let's make it easy for everybody. If LeVar wins, it's worth six. If Brady wins, it's worth three. And then we'll go with that. And just make it... That way
3: we can just, you know, not confuse everybody else. Right. So, you know, this is very, very corny. It's fuzzy math. Very, let's
5: let's, let's see the accounting afterwards. <laughs> you know. We're going to have to call in a third-party accountant.
3: <laughs> hey,
2: Brady, would you
5: hire Lee to be your accountant? Hell no. <laughs> if, if, if someone was like, if Lee was like, hey, I'll hold that $5 for you, I'd be like, hey, no. Well, we've already tried that when when there was the, the <laughs> Mega Bowl. Yeah, the Power Bowl. Yeah, you know. true. Went to the liquor store bought and bought some booze. Sorry
3: I
7: that. didn't
5: win us the Power Bowl, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that you Lee didn't win it, Lee. It's that you didn't take you. all the funds to the Power Bowl. That's I didn't take half all of fun- it. You bought yeah. beef jerky. Just because I get-
3: we bought beef jerky, some black and mout, <laughs> some sunflower like, seeds. We, we asked we to from Dumb and Dumber, where he's like, don't spend all the rent money on a paddle ball. did. Some Funyuns, a six-pack of Just because I my usuals at Lee, the...
2: Lee goes, to, Lee goes to pull out a, a Powerball ticket to hand to us, and a bottle of Evan Williams oh, falls back One, backpack, one ticket.
5: <laughs> Lee, you weren't on scholarship that day,
2: okay? <laughs> <laughs> one God. ticket. Um, I'll say this, though, man. I, If you pick against Washington, like if you were betting against Washington in the Pac-12 championship game, they have cost a lot of people some money because oh they,
3: they are so much fun to watch. They might be better than Michigan. That's the thing about this game. Like, I don't think that Michigan will allow a team like what happened to them last year in TCU to, to jump up on them he, again. You know what gets me, though?
5: Dude... Michigan's physicality, you can't, you like, you can't measure until you get out there, until you watch it. And then you're like, oh, they're just going to physically maul dudes. And, and the other thing is, think about how Michigan comes out in these, you know, two tight end sets, three tight end sets, you know, multiple, two tight ends, two running back sets. They come out in these big personnel sets. And you know what you never see if you're watching in practice? Those personnel groupings. They huddle which I know Nick Saban talked about how that's a huge changeup to a lot of teams how they call you know plays and defenses because when Michigan huddles and they come out you don't get the opportunity to change your play call right they don't just walk to the line of scrimmage and then go up there and play no huddle they they shift they motion that you, whatever you call you got to be you got to be right there's no adjustment like that's a changeup for for how Washington's used to playing against teams and and there's just the personnel grouping like I always felt like the teams that run the ball when they do a lot of these bigger personnel groupings, they typically don't recruit that. They typically don't run that. So the looks they're giving in practice aren't anything like what you get when you when you meet Michigan on the field. And then they start playing that smash-mouth football, and it's like, oh, this is real. Like, th- this is a whole different animal. So I, I, that's the one thing that I feel like it's so hard to factor in Because when you watch Washington, the way they score, and the way they play, you just go, who's going to keep up with that? Like, you got to keep pace with them. But then there's Michigan who's like, well, yeah, but we're not going to play that game. We're going to make you play our game. And we're going to grind it out. We're going to run the ball. We're going to play smash mouth. We're going to play tough defense. We're not going to allow big plays. And then we'll see how you fare after that.
3: They're going to have to play man. Michigan is going to have to man up. On on that that offense of Washington, and they do,
5: they will, they and kill I a lot of man.
3: I don't know that they're going to be able to keep up with them. And I look for them to really, really, what I saw out of Washington, they're going to attack the outsides of of this defense. And, and if the best Michigan part of isn't Michigan's fast enough,
5: defense is is Will Johnson, he yeah. is number a, two is
3: nice. Yeah. He
5: is the He's best cornerback nice. in next year's draft class He's that nice. you will hear about after tonight. But Odunze on Will Johnson, you'll probably see that matchup a lot. Like Those two are NFL on NFL, and it's going to be a ton of fun to watch.
3: Yeah, they might really have too one. much on the outsides for Michigan. That's, I would not be surprised if Washington is able to open things up offensively against, against Michigan's and, defense. And
2: that's the thing with Washington. Like You watch the way Penix throws the
3: ball, and it's silky. Like just the, like the way that he throws that ball. I mean, how silky is it? Like, it, I'll tell you how silky it is, Jonas. If that man is being planty with what it is that he's doing, speaking of Michael Penix or or for that, that matter, maybe even McCarthy. Um, if they're feeling real planty and they get involved with that good challenge of, of silk almond milk and make it a part of their breakfast today. Well, they'd be joining me. And you could join me as well and win free breakfast for life. All, right? all you got to do is sign up and incorporate silk into your breakfast for seven days. Terms do apply, but there's no purchase necessary. Visit challenge.silk.com. That's challenge.silk.com. It is two pros and a cup of Joe
2: here on Fox <laughs> Sports Radio. Coming up next here, we have got ourselves a stormy FSRIR, legitimately stormy. Dark and stormy. And it's yours here on Fox oh, Sports Black Radio. Monday.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
6: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80.
2: Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. Coming up top of next hour, we've got some juiciness. Speaking of juicy. In the NFL playoffs, we are going to get into that for you again, coming up uh, a little over 10 minutes from now from the TireRack.com studios. A reminder that shortly after our show, our podcast will be going up. If you've missed any of today's show, be sure to look for the podcast. Search Two Pros wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to also follow, rate, and review the pod. Again, search Two Pros wherever you get your podcast. You'll see today's show posted right after we get off the air.
1: After your sports weekend... Happens, So it's time to get the FSR IR report. I mean,
2: I know where we're going. Huh. Brady Quinn, you just take huh. it away. You stormy well, son of a gun.
5: Yeah, that's one way of putting it. So uh, we sit down to dinner with our family. I've got my, my in-laws in town and we've got the kids and everyone. It's like, you know, early dinner, right? Five thirty. I think we sat down. And so. 545 hits and we immediately get one of those warnings on your phone that it's you know claiming like an emergency you know weather service there's a tornado warning which for you know i grew up in the mid you know midwest grew up in ohio and so for a lot of people like there's a difference between a tornado watch tornado warning like tornado watch it's like there's the conditions for it you know but there hasn't been like a funnel cloud or a tornado touchdown tornado warning it's like you probably should, should seek like a safe place shelter there, there's like we've seen something right like something's happened here so we're sitting out at, at dinner we're inside and i look out and the weather starts to turn pretty quick and we're like okay this is a little bit odd and the wind's coming up from like the southwest and so i'm kind of keeping an eye on like where we're at and no one's really panicking although some of the service were a little upset And then all of a sudden, like, it gets nasty. I mean, heavy wind, heavy rain, and kind of whipping around. And I'm looking out thinking, all right, like, maybe we need to go downstairs and and go get a different spot here with the fam. Well, it it, it passes through relatively quick. I would say it was probably about 30 seconds of, like, pretty terrible weather. And then I kind of look out, and I'm like keeping my eye kind of a little, like, more like looking out north. And I kid you not, we see this kind of, like, explosion that takes place. Almost like a bolt of lightning or something happen. Cause, and it's so gray and so dark, and it's, it's, like, hard to see. And so come to find out after dinner... This tornado had touched down oh. probably a quarter of a mile from where we were at. Like wow. That was actually the tornado touching down. It created, caused an explosion. It continued to ride kind of northward uh, as we saw some of the damage that, that ensued. It ripped apart a boat, knocked over a big sailboat that was anchored. So that was literally like a quarter of a mile from where we were at. Pretty nuts, pretty crazy, but no one in our family at that point in time was fully aware of really what was taking place.
3: God, eight, oh, thank goodness you guys are good, man. Did anybody Did they, get hurt?
2: Thank yeah. goodness. I'm, so, I'm tired of everybody getting God to see hurt. a tornado and not me. Yeah. What do you mean,
3: thank you goodness? You have been chasing chasing tornadoes. My entire life. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad that... Q and his family did not see the tornado and lived through that tornado. I
2: grows How up in the Midwest, that? spoiled with tornadoes. Moves to Florida, spoiled with tornadoes. What's you, a guy got to do? You are funny. He's
5: a weird dude, isn't he? Yeah. He was looking for <laughs> Helen Hunt, like you it was Twisted. Yeah, right.
4: Son a of a bitch.
5: bitch.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.